0: Reckless Review: The Authentic Podcast by Toxic Bitcoin Maximalists for Toxic Bitcoin Maximalists. Subscribe now.
1: Hello and welcome to Reckless Review, Episode Eight. Um, I know it's Episode Eight because exactly two weeks ago we recorded Episode Seven. It was two weeks ago in July. Um, now is October, so yeah, it's exactly two weeks. And we're continuing our series of professional series, professional series, sorry, of um, uh, just people who are not English, not native English speakers. Um, We started with, uh, we had an Italian guy and then a French dude, and now we have someone from Sweden. (laughs) Um, His name is, his name is Eric Wall.
2: Hello there. Hey, Eric.
1: Thank you for coming uh, yeah. on our uh, professional show. Yeah.
2: yeah, I was surprised that it's uh, episode number eight. I thought this was uh, episode number three because <laughs> I, only, I only heard uh, two, ones, uh, two episodes before. Um, so you, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe you got to work a little bit on your visibility on Twitter because uh, <laughs> it's not showing up so much. <laughs> you, you, you probably, nobody's retweeting this stuff. No, it's not coming up.
1: You probably listened to the two uh, worst ones. Because if, you list, if you'd listened to the two best ones, then you, were, you would have been very excited right now to be on the show. So right. you probably okay. listened
2: to the two worst mm-hmm. ones. Um, I, f- I heard the first one, and then I heard the Guacamo. G- Giacomo. Uh, Guacamo. Yeah. Guacamo. Guacamo, yeah. Guacamo. Yeah, the yeah, Giacomo yeah. episode
1: was really bad. Uh, some people said... The, the reviews said that it was um, uh, embarrassing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Unimportant
1: I
0: <laughs> the most important review, probably.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this was when we lost our our billionaire sponsor, right? I think I think it was. Uh, we we had a billionaire sponsor. You probably know I, who I he is, Eric. But... I'm it because he was anonymous. Yeah, he's anonymous. Oh. We can't say his name. Um, but you... was it uh, Mosheg? No, no. <laughs> a, a real, real billionaire, a real life billionaire. Uh. Oh, okay. But we can't say who he is, But he's very smart and very generous. Um, hmm. And he paid our expenses hmm. of $12 a year, but uh, he canceled this participation. I can't say we, though um, I'm still hoping he comes back. So, so anyway, uh, we, we're going to have a great episode today. And um, Eric... So you and, guys met recently, right? Me and Eric, we, we met. So it depends on when the episode goes live. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> meet yet, but we will meet in, a, in like a week.
2: Yeah, it's very strange. We've, uh, we've never f- met face-to-face, but it feels like uh, we're starting more and more to become a part of each other. The same we're...
0: person, how, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, how did that happen?
2: Um, I, I think Udi was the one who started it by you know, just going on my Twitter page <laughs> and just copying whatever he saw on there. Just copy paste the exact same text, the exact same picture. Actually, he changes a little <laughs> bit. Like he changed the font of the text that he was copying. But other than that, he just screenshot it and copied it. And he didn't even follow me or credit me or anything. But I had to. I had to better, engagement. To better engagement. Better <laughs> engagement. But so I improved the
1: engagement.
0: <laughs> well, it's also possible he came up with the same idea um, around
1: the same time, no? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, thank you. Uh, so so, finally, someone is taking my side.
2: Thank you. Yeah, so so Udi, uh, he he tweets the same message. Was the message coherent like,
0: and, and smart, or was it like, kind of stupid? No, so
2: the, so the message was, uh, like I was reading about uh, David Chom, and there was this passage where David Chom explained why uh, the web failed. And it was about that uh, as, as the web grew and more and more users were joining the web, uh, it was impossible to... Maintained this idea that privacy was important, so that's what—that's why privacy has failed on the web completely. And I—I I just screenshotted this uh, is, part of the text. Is that why you're using Brave? Exactly. Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, our
1: why listeners don't know this, but but um, Eric admitted to use Brave before we started recording.
2: I mean, Brave, 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 Brave is awesome. Um, you can go ahead and tell me. You can go ahead and tell me. Or what's the problem with Brave after I just. I am gonna say um, how Udi exactly copied my, my tweet. Yeah, so, yeah. so this 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 text by charm, I copied that text and I I put it on my Twitter and I said, um, "So the the web failed because users didn't uh, care enough about privacy. So, are we doing enough now? Like, are we making sure that users are like it resonates to a high degree with cryptocurrency right now? Because a lot of people don't care about decentralization in cryptocurrency, and that could be." the whole re- reason this experiment fails, right? Um, so it was the exact same text, the exact same uh, uh, quote from David Choms and the, and the same comment. And and uh, yeah, I, I, Udi wasn't following me. I had like at this time, like something like 200 followers. And I just stumbled across like the exact, it was like a, within a week, like five <laughs> days after I posted. <laughs> <laughs> then Udi, Udi posts the same thing, right? <laughs> um yeah, I mean, you can you can try to explain like how, how exactly does that happen on the exact same well, we probably time? S- exact we, same
1: probably time. we saw the same article that that you know uh, referenced this yeah mm-hmm. uh, which was
2: and w- and which art which art article was that uh,
1: it wasn't the so here's the thing for you it was a very big moment <laughs> so you remember everything about it <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't actually remember uh everything i'm i'm I, I just found the tweet. I, i'm searching for it now and i'm looking it's yeah it's it's i mean it's the same it's definitely the same quote
2: and yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: it's very similar.
2: It was it was from the Wikipedia page. And, you know, I, for me, it, it took like... Uh, I think it took like one and a half year of watching you tweet to actually come to the conclusion that it's it wasn't the theft. It's just that me and Udi tweet about the same stuff at the same time. And we pretty much think the same way about it. We're the same, the same person. So, uh, you're just a Swedish version. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's... Uh, that was just a sign that we were How, how old are you,
1: Eric? No,
0: I don't, <laughs> I, so I, I don't agree.
2: Yeah, I'm, t- I'm 28. So, Go ahead, Lawrence.
1: So you're the newer version.
0: I don't agree because I don't like you equally. <laughs> <laughs> and so
1: you're fairly... Well, do do similar. you want to tell us about your history with Eric, with Clary? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, because me, me and Lawrence actually met. I wouldn't say it was a good meeting, but yeah, we have been... Next we we have met difficult. we have met that
0: <laughs> happened, and I don't have uh, exact proof of how it happened. Right.
2: I re- I remember I remember Lawrence had uh, a little bit too much to drink. I think. No, and I think you during, did. No, no. In in his drunken stupor, <laughs> oh, Who thought that he was. Uh, Who was violent? No, he, 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 Lawrence got drunk, and while he was drunk, he thought that he could beat me in a. Physical fight. Oh, nice! No, that's yeah. not. So <laughs> y- y-
1: y- the first time—that's time, that's an incorrect. Reaction. So the first time that you two met, you you actually started a fight. This is this is good. Yeah, we, yeah this is pretty much. Uh, we didn't
0: start a fight. <laughs> started a fight implies like multiple people, more than two. <laughs>
1: I think uh, I don't know. I, I I don't think so. But but okay. Um, so so uh, so first of all, it's it's really great that you, you two are so open minded that you're willing to be on on the same podcast together after uh, such an encounter. I'm I'm very proud of you.
2: It's okay. Lawrence came up to me afterwards and he apologized, and I said, "You know, were don't you, worry about it." Were you me, in the hospital
1: when when he came up to you?
2: Uh, no <laughs> comments.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's good. That's, so wait, 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 wait. Eric said,
0: <laughs> Eric said that he, he said that I, you know, felt that I could, could, uh, you know, uh, yeah. win, right? So, who, who won and who lost? Because if I apologize,
1: I guess <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that was that was what I was saying because I won, right? Not because uh, I started uh, it, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm really sorry I wasn't there. It sounds like something I shouldn't have missed. Uh too bad there's no video footage. Can you can you guys next well, time you, you pick up that. fights uh like make sure that someone takes a video. Please. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um I so this was a, <laughs> this was a good background for uh So we, we go can back go to Brave? Yeah, we can go back to Brave. I mean, Eric is um Eric likes debunking shit coins, so he should enjoy s- listen to us debunking Brave. I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I, I don't ha- like. I don't have that much knowledge about it. I just know that it's you know it's probably better than Chrome. That's sounds. Really Thoughts about browser. It's, like,
0: it's a derivative of Chrome. How can it be? I mean, let's see what what
2: does it
1: point. have that better than crow so one one thing is it oh, has yeah. a, a, well, a, it, a, a, a wallet a shitcoin wallet built in so that's i don't know um,
2: oh yeah i mean I'm, I'm i'm completely uninterested in the bat token i'm just looking for something with a uh, something that blocks trackers without requiring me to download some extension that i have to trust you know the the some, you download some brave and you have to trust i don't it. know yeah, but I mean, it's, I, I, I would figure there's more eyes on the browser itself than that would be on like, some extension that mm-hmm. I would download. So that's
0: but, kind of hard. But that's easy to, to check, right? There's easy to check the volume of BAT and the loads of Brave versus uBlock Origin. Uh, let's or see. Let's see. So, uh,
1: yeah, so uBlock you, 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 you Origin is uh, probably the most, I don't know, recommended uh, ad blocking extension for Chrome. And it has mm-hmm. uh, 18,000 stars on GitHub. And Brave has right. four thousand. It's more than Brave. I thought it would have, but yeah. Yeah. Well, so well. it's like four thousand people hmm. interested in the whole code base of you know it's a whole browser, it's entire thing. And then yeah. the, the 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 ad extension. It's very popular. UBlock origin is very popular.
2: Well, it's, it's um, I concede it, that argument. But the Brave, I believe, is uh, a little bit faster when it comes to loading JavaScript pages.
0: So let, let, let's talk about what, what Brave is, right? Brave is uh, some GUI around the Chrome engine. They changed right? it, by the way. And it used to maybe be, the it's, to the it's the Chrome same thing
1: engine. now. Sorry. It used to be like an right. electron thing, but it no longer is. It's just Chrome. Right. Yeah. It's
0: Chrome plus some, some embedded functionality, some changes to the, to the GUI layer, right? And uh, they are a downstream user of Chrome. I, I don't know how often they update, but I can verify that on GitHub. And uh, I can verify how often uh, Chrome has a CVE and how fast they update to it. And sometimes I imagine Google releases a fix and then announces the CV, you know, three months later, six months later when everyone has upgraded in order to avoid, you know, the uh, potential exploits being used in the wild. I guess they have different strategies depending on whether the exploit is already being abused or not. And I wonder how brave, you know, it's behind, you know, it's following up with those fixes. It, and and possibly maybe they're they're not even in the important enough circles in order to hear about these fixes. I imagine you know some some distros or at least maybe not with Chrome but with Firefox and distro are definitely in the loop when there's uh, important fixes to be applied.
2: But did you consider this? There are so many extensions on Chrome and many of them are good. So when you're using the Chrome browser, you're feeling like oh I want to do something on this website. So then you. Download a, a Chrome extension that helps you do that, and then you forget about it. But Brave, nobody's using Brave, <laughs> so there are no extensions. So you don't download any extension, extensions. You only download them on Chrome, and then you use Chrome as like the alternative browser when you want to like do a full screen uh, like capture full screen or something like that. So by having a browser that can't do that much, you restrict yourself to a limited. I think it of does browsers.
1: support Chrome extensions. So so wait, just, so the sorry, entire sorry, argument falls sorry, apart. Yeah.
0: But also, I'm, I'm not sure Safari uh, has Safari extensions. Safari deprecated Does extensions
1: it? recently. Yeah, you can use
0: Use that. It's yeah, probably. Yeah, but then let's know, go check how
2: know. many GitHub stars the if they have extensions. Let's go and check how many GitHub stars they have for uh, blocking trackers. I reckon it's less than four thousand uh, so stars.
1: Actually, uh, with Safari, Safari has. So, do you have an iPhone, Eric? No. Okay. So yeah. on, on an iPhone, if you want to block uh, ads, they have this API that they call Content Blockers, which is basically it's just a list of filters, and and the browser just filters out things. It's not an extension; you just give it a list, and the browser does the filtering. So and Safari supports the same thing, and you know it's what people use on iOS. So and so yeah. pretty good.
2: But that's ads, right? I mean, that's it's trackers the Same do. as trackers. Okay. This also, do, the, uh, the
0: founder, the the founder of uh, Brave, um uh, the, the reasoning he gives behind bat and the things that he said about you know bitcoiners not giving away coins, they're they all like fairly you know non- also nonsensical. Also invented as JavaScript as well as which is constraint. pretty and nonsensical.
1: So... Sorry, yes, go on. Yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, That's really negative. Someone I don't yeah, his, na- his name is uh, Brendan Eich yeah. or Ike or something like that. Uh, I mean, to, to be fair, the only reason that I'm using the Brave browser is that I want to do, I want it to be, um, you know, it's, it's come out from the crypto space. I want to be able to have these type of conversations with people. You know, have you used Brave? Felt this I mean, in this it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to try it out, right? um mm. and also like brandon is somebody that you have like a face to i you know we follow each other on twitter we've been talking for the past a uh, few days actually about uh, i think it was around like fractional reserve banking and stuff like that so i mean it's uh it feels more more personal to be using the soft, it's software this very that's very bad up second now we like know
1: in your life if you if you say something bad on twitter it can yeah. Like, yeah. attack you <laughs> personally so yeah. be
2: careful yeah let's hope i it will try to, to not
1: mention him when we upload this uh, episode <laughs> so that he doesn't get any ideas um i lawrence do you feel like you 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 said all you have to say about brave or do you <laughs> yes good uh i i actually yes. this is this is you see, this is why uh, we're so similar, Eric, because even when we are not in agreement, uh, we have the same events in life. So I, actually, I just uninstalled Brave yesterday. You know? So why did I uninstall no. it? Or why did I even have it in the first place? Both. Okay, so I had it in Both. the first place probably to uh, probably check something and troll someone about it, probably. I um, don't
2: yeah, probably you want to find yeah, something bad or it dead. so you can Brendan on Twitter and say, I found this something bug like that. on Something like Probably brain, that was the reason. Pointer. And
1: then I, I realized that I right. still have it yeah. yesterday. so I installed it. That's the story. But it's it's the same timing. Everything is the same timing with us.
2: Yep. At least this thing you actually <laughs> did before I did it. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank thank ahead you ahead of the curve now. Um, so, okay. So
1: you, we know that you like bad browsers, but also... Um, yeah. Also so you're working with the Human Rights Foundation um actually I'm not exactly sure about um about, you know how you work with them and yes. also the foundation itself so I I love you to tell us a little bit about it Yeah
2: I mean it's um, uh... So Alex, Alex Gladstein, I don't know how much you know about Alex, but he reached out to me about, I think it's around a year ago now, and he said that you know, he's been falling down the rabbit hole. So Alex Gladstein is the uh, CSO, the chief strategy, right. strategy officer at the Human Rights Foundation. He's fallen down like the Bitcoin rabbit hole hard. And in that journey, he, uh, he discovered me as someone that could pot- potentially help him uh, orient himself around the cryptocurrency ecosystem. Um, and you know I didn't have initially I didn't have like any uh, big plans to collaborate with the Human Rights Foundation but I thought that you know when you get a message from the Human Rights Foundation you you pick up the phone and you at least you know you check it out what 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 they're interested in Um, so it's never it's never been like a full-time thing it's uh, only something that I've been doing on weekends Uh, so I've been Flying out to Oslo, uh, talking about you know how cryptocurrencies like how how do the privacy around them work? Which ones are decentralized? Which ones are not? So I do like small presentations. I was just there uh, about a week ago in Oslo talking about the uh, Libra and uh, uh, central cur- cur- uh, c- central bank digital currencies. So it's like um, I mean I I really appreciate Alex present in the, presence in the space. I think he's a good actor and you know. It's uh, just something that I do on weekends to to something. But 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 I I've, throughout this whole episode that that I've been working with them, I have uh, had full time jobs on the side right. uh, as well. So and that this
1: sounds pretty cool. Um, so you mentioned uh, you were talking about Libra in that context. So what did you say? Did you say it won't yep. launch. But it will
2: not. That's what I would. Uh, right. No, no, I didn't say. I mean, it, <laughs> actually, I, actually, I said the opposite. I said let's not assume that it's game over. I said that um, I don't think that Facebook are going to give up, give up this fight that easily. I don't think that this happened before that uh, PayPal pulled out. But you know, I've been telling you this all whole time that I don't think that. Uh, I mean the 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 potential the potential gain for Facebook to launch something like Libra is just. It's just staggering, right, and I don't think that they're gonna let go that easily just because they meet a little bit of pushback and you know the 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 public debates that we see like in Congress that's uh, that's politicians saying what they know that other people are going to see that's them expressing you know concern for the general public. We don't know uh, what's going on on the discussions behind closed doors, and I think that it's very important that people realize like the dangers of Libra, like what it could, how it could impact the world. Uh, so that's, that's why I'm when, going around the around like fear mongering about this project, when, basically.
0: But When you say, um, you know, Facebook is going to persist with Libra, uh, are you saying uh, they're just going to adapt to the ruling of France, Germany, so on and so forth until, you know, it's compatible with uh, enough jurisdiction to, to make it happy? Or do you think it's going to push back against the regulation?
2: Well, I think if you look at what the regulators in Germany and France said specifically, it wasn't that they were going to go after people using the Libra. They said that they wouldn't allow development of Libra on German or French soil. That's what I think that the statements said. And like Facebook doesn't yeah. require, but Libra is
0: but Libra is not hard coded yet, right? It's still in development, or it's still uh, you know being deployed or th- thought of, and so. Yeah. I imagine that the moment Libra adapts to the uh, concerns that the French or the Germans have in terms of regulation and whatnot, um, you know, it wouldn't be the same Libra, I suppose.
2: No, I mean the only, like, like I said, the only, the only regu- like, the only thing that they've said is that they're not going to allow development, like, they're not going to have Libra, uh, like, people in Germany working for uh like on a Calibra wallet or working for the libra association on german soil but they didn't say anything about you know they're, they're not going to be hunt, hunting down people using the system so facebook can they can still launch and deploy the system outside of working out of uh, not not working having any offices in germany and they can still launch the coin and people can still use that to yeah probably you can make payments they probably germany. weren't planning so to build it in germany anyway Right. i mean yeah to so develop the- yeah, I mean the, the the whole the big debate right now is whether or not they will uh, whether or not um, the Libra will launch with KYC at the base layer. The way that they've proposed it now is that they're not going to do that. It's going to be pseudonymous uh, in the same way that Bitcoin is. Um, and from, uh, from what I can understand, like legally speaking, there's nothing that prevents um, from there, there's nothing that enforces, that that you know that Um, makes it impossible for them to launch uh, without KYC at the base layer. It's only these endpoints of the systems, like when you buy and sell Libra for another currency, that's when you need to do KYC. But actually just um, deploying the coin on this open blockchain and allowing anybody to build a wallet and send that token around, that doesn't actually require... Uh, a license from the libra association it does require it for the for the entities that build those wallets but i mean that's, that's well not i mean, concern, right
1: is it open though because they do control it so they it could be said that it's a system that you know that that facebook and its partners just operate a system and they have the power to censor transactions if they want to um, and because they have this power, they can be required to do KYC checks. They can be told, look, you have the power to to do it, so you have to do it, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Uh, but I don't I, I'm not aware that there's anything specifically in uh, regulations in, 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 in the uh, EU or in, in the US that enforces this. I had a discussion with uh, Jerry Brito about this issue and he said that, uh, he, he, he disagrees with me, he says that uh, the reason that uh, it's possible for Bitcoin to exist like this yeah. is because Bitcoin is a decentralized currency and he says that the that they actually use the phrase like decentralized currency for Bitcoin And that uh, a network like the Libra wouldn't fall under this classification. So from the FinCEN's point of view, they would see it differently. I haven't seen any firm evidence that that's the case. So I would say that the door is still open that, you know, they could launch without having KYC on the base layer. But, you know, I'm not saying... I mean, I agree it's speculation for now, that's for sure. But I
1: I think that, you know, if if, uh, FinCEN would probably love to, you know uh go come to the CEO of Bitcoin and sell to, and tell him to add KYC checks but there's just no one to to go to. So they they do what they can. But with Libra it's, it's you know it's trivial. And they can just say, you know, the Libra blockchain is a money transmitter and right. they they have to follow the laws and that's it. But I'm not a lawyer, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of
2: Yep, yeah. could happen.
0: But, but why, why is there so much interest in this? I mean, sure, it's Facebook, so it's bigger and better known than PayPal, but it's really PayPal 2.0 with uh, a little bit of blockchain well, it- sprinkled on top, isn't it?
2: No, I don't think so. I really don't think so, but yeah. Um, I mean,
0: tell me what's the big difference. I mean, sure, PayPal, it's tracking uh, individual currencies rather than a basket. Yeah so, um, my, yeah.
2: so like my point of view, like how I think about it is that the way that these uh, payment networks become really powerful is that if the network becomes so large that it makes more sense for you to stay within the network than going outside of the network. Because if you like PayPal, so PayPal doesn't have, I mean, they, they don't have sufficient number of users and apps uh so that you can receive a payment in PayPal and then you go out on the street and you pay everybody with your PayPal account. And you're not going to be able to pay your merchant, you're not going to be able to pay your friends in PayPal. They're going to be like, "Ah, oh, if you pay me in PayPal, then I have to like take it out to my bank account before I actually can access that money." So that makes the, the like PayPal people that are using PayPal to send money are still depending on the banks. But with the Libra because they have a network that is so large, uh, what it creates the, the the like the the dream scenario for Facebook would be if you would stay just within this network, and if you receive the Libra tokens, you keep that in your wallet, and you don't touch the banks. So if they if they would be were able to make this happen, then I mean using that currency would be so much faster than anything, and so much cheaper and easier to use than any other payment network in the world. Right. And um, and I appreciate
0: that Facebook has a bigger you know penetration across uh, um, you know the entire world, but uh, PayPal could do the same if they wanted to. Yeah, right. They could try to you know grow uh, across the industries and.
2: Y- yes and no. I mean, they're not. PayPal is never going to be in a position where you know everybody has the app on their phone. They know how it works. It's right there. Like Facebook could be the ones to actually introduce this to everybody in such a convenient way that they know exactly where, where it is. If you go up to a guy and say, Hey, can I pay you on the Facebook app? And it's just a button away from me. He knows exactly where it is. Facebook has uh, PayPal, hasn't been success, successful at doing that. So, I mean, they don't, they just don't have the right number of users in order for that. And, and, you know, they don't have the uh, user experience. Uh, and, and more yeah i agree
1: but also libra has zero users which is much less than paypal and i mean facebook tried move you know tried uh getting audiences to use a lot of new features in the past that completely fail like instagram and whatsapp and facebook are all filled with graveyards of, of features that were canceled because they didn't get any traction and i would argue that getting a uh, you know, a currency to have any traction is probably more difficult than most regular features that are, they're trying. So just because they have the app installed, I'm not sure it's... But an- Another trick...
0: But another huge, uh, hugely important thing uh, in this space is, um, you know, security and user experience. And at the moment... Um, I think Facebook values more uh, security, sorry, um, experience, user experience than security. Like the user is not forced to use uh, uh, to fa or to have, you know, uh, specific backups and, and whatnot. Um, you know, like in the Bitcoin world, mnemonics and whatnot. But if you had a wallet, you don't want that level of security. You want a very different level of security, right? Um, especially if people are using it and relying on it uh, more. Maybe you know only using that, and not a bank account, and then the security. You know, well, it needs can to be change. like PayPal, and uh, you know, I'm I'm just saying it's I mean, yeah, I'm really, just saying it's a big hurdle. You're not going you to most... like PayPal. PayPal is about money from day one, right? So I'm always on uh, on alert when I if mean. I have to use PayPal, right? Like, but if I'm using Facebook, which I don't I don't use much nowadays, but um, you know, many years ago, I was using it, and uh, yeah, I don't think uh, I would use the same security. But you, don't, you don't matter,
1: Lawrence. You're you're a geek. Um, you know, they don't bank care account about or you. Bitcoin wallet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
0: but in general, you you, you, see, you hear what I'm saying, right? Like the the security that you get for credit card, it, it's probably the the minimum here, right? And uh, and yeah, those things are, you know, they, they send you the card separately from the code and maybe you have to pick up one of the two from the the, the branch.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean it's tricky, yeah. right? It's tricky, right? But is it um, insurmountable? I mean, with the resources that they have, that's the only questions you got to ask. Is it insurmountable? If it is insurmountable, then yes, it's a problem. If it's possible... No, it's, it's not. It not it's definitely possible. And
0: if someone can do it, it's them. I'm just saying it's a, it's a very uh, big change and uh, that's all I'm saying really yeah
2: yeah and just to, just to to your point Udi about yeah. like Facebook has a lot of pro- projects that has failed um, like one of the reasons that I'm going around to like human rights foundation uh places to speak about this and like why I'm not speaking about it is uh, for, for like when they are yeah. launching some new emoji set or whatever because I mean this is def- different uh, the potential for the libra to 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 make to, I mean like I'm actually, I, I think of, I, I don't think of it as you know Facebooks launching you know stable coin I think it of it as you know Facebook is trying to grasp yet, yet another component in order to become a world government They're, they already have identity If they have currency, I mean, that's that's the two core functions that a government issues. They issue identity to people and they issue currency. If Facebook has those two identities and they have the largest network on the planet, that's 2.5 billion users that they're now providing government services to. That creates, like, we're we're seeing, like, I think, like, in in 20 years, we're not going to be talking about Russia, the U.S., uh, uh, Europe. We're going to be talking about, okay, uh, U.S. maybe maybe still, but like number three or number fourth on that list when we think about superpowers in the world, could be a tech company. So that's why that's that's why I'm. Uh, I think that if the Libra launches, it's not going to be that far away before they include more and more government services and start to emerge as a digital nation. But that, how good
0: is uh, that identity? Like the quality of of this data is. Yeah. Uh... No. No.
2: I, I, I mean, imagine imagine that you are in Kazakhstan or something like that, and somebody comes up to you with an identity. It's just a slip of paper with a, a government stamp on it, and you don't know. You have no idea. If, is this what it's supposed to look like? Is that photo they like you? Don't, you you have no uh, framework for for actually understanding if this ID is is good or real or not. But if somebody shows you, uh, uh, takes their app and shows you their Facebook identity and Facebook can with the amount of data that they have, uh, you know, analyzing like which, how many friends do you have? How often have you been engaging on the platform? They can say with 99% certainty, like statistically, this guy is a real user. I personally would probably prefer, you know, I would probably trust the Facebook identification more than I would trust, you know, this printed physical slip that is backed by no data. It's just, you know, a piece of paper. I would probably trust Facebook identity more. And it's just a matter of time, you know. Before, um, if you get like trust in Facebook's identity system, that could leak into like perhaps you would uh, some government accepts Facebook identities instead of uh, a government's passports, and then you know you're really seeing uh, Facebook entering. like so I, I see what
0: you're. Doing. I see what you're saying, and I, and and I tend to agree that Facebook would have um, on you know on big numbers. Uh, you know, good quality uh, results in, in terms of identity, but uh, on, on the individual, I'm not so sure about. And uh, in, in general, it seems a bit scary. I mean, I would much prefer um, a system oh, where your identity is by the people who know as you a and vouch for you, like a web of trust. So that's really what I wanted ask you, to ask you, Eric. Are you, are you seeing this as something
1: which is... Uh, in fact, desired or is this something that you're saying okay we should get people scared about this because
2: yeah yeah no yeah it's one of those things that's going to be if it's successful it can be so good for so many people because it is better I mean it it, it would be cheaper to transfer uh, money this way it would be faster but all that uh, all those benefits comes with this uh, really, really scary uh, risk when, when, when you're putting Facebook in the position of government, but it's not, a, it's not a democratically elected government. It's not something that we can vote. I mean, Zuckerberg still has what, like 30% or more shares in Facebook still. I think it's more like if you count the voting shares, I think he has 50% or more. Uh, so it's not, you know, you can't, this is not something that you can impact or change democratically. It's uh, they're just going to be there and they're just going to do whatever they want. Um, so that's I think it's very, very scary to put something in in that much power that is not uh democratically elected or organization. So I'd say it's a very bad thing, right? Um, So basically, watch out for.
1: I see what you're saying. You're not going to say this, but I I see what you're saying. You're saying I know it's not going to launch, probably. But but there's a slight chance that it will launch and we need to act <laughs> as if it's very serious because it's very risky. You don't have to say you agree with me. I know that you do. We're the same person. <laughs> so I have a feeling
0: Giacomo would... Uh, it's already it's, it's already two against one and now you're bringing with, Giacomo in so it's uh, a three yes.
1: against one. It's not very fair, Lawrence. <laughs> okay. If I if I know him well
0: enough, I think, yeah.
2: Well, Udi always takes the good takes. I have to pick up what's left, you know, on the ground. I have to you carve you out you my take, own I space of opinions so, in the you cryptosphere. Know, you, that, so this is what I'm left with. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you could at least pick the good crumbs, you know. No, no, no. That's,
1: no I th- I think that's that's anyway. Um, that's It's very interesting. Take I totally like it. what you say about uh, about the power with identity and how how you would sometimes trust, you know, a Facebook provided identity more than a government provided identity. And also, I I do think that you know the system that they're pr- proposing privacy wise, it's pretty bad. Um. So even on the off chance that this thing does happen and succeeds, I mean, it it could succeed. Um, Then. Yeah. Then. Yeah.
2: It's a disaster. It's a complete disaster. Other
1: than Libra, you also, so there are a few, there was this series of blog posts that you published about privacy in Bitcoin and in other cryptocurrencies. Um. Which is actually really interesting. I think it's three posts, right? Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. Is yeah, it still ongoing? or is uh, You're it... talking about the series that I'm writing for the HRF, right? Yeah, but, I mean, it, it, yeah. Uh, I, I should have been done like months ago, but, uh, you know, life stuff gets in the, in the way. So it's the, 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 the number four is coming out. Soon. Right, so, so privacy on, with uh, stable, coins. Uh, stable coins this time. Yeah, or, you know, not privacy with stable coins, but, you know, showing the lack of privacy or stable coins, or if there is, you know, but uh, we're going to talk about, I mean, for the human rights foundation, like one of the major issues with, with cryptocurrency is the volatility. So I know that people are going to start looking at like, oh, can I use a stable coin instead? So we need to look very closely at these projects and talk about like, what are the. Risks and and it's not only related so, so to give privacy some of colors, quality like quality like quality what like what risks weigh in as well. But at the moment, I mean, uh, obviously, like something with tether, it's the it's it's the it's the counterparty risk. But even with something like MakerDAO, there's also those types of risks. So um, and yeah and then and then like there you have wasabi for Bitcoin but you don't really have wasabi for um, for for getting better privacy with the, the with the tether token um, they are doing some pretty interesting stuff with with uh, ZK snarks on the Ethereum chain so maybe you can get some privacy with the tether token there but I mean you still don't want to use tether but but you can do that for for, for for Dai, for instance, so, there's there's a so, there's a project with that. So that you're DK saying Ethereum DAI.
0: has issues with scalability. <laughs> Let's uh, add more to <laughs> the table. Yeah,
2: that w- yeah, that we can I, also. So talk I about, think that <laughs> uh, I think
1: the tether is also issuing on Liquid. Mm-hmm. So at least there might maybe they'll have like the confidential transaction stuff.
2: But. Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah yeah right. i mean th- but, but most
0: people are not using tether for payments right they're, they're using it um uh, as, as traders right they they don't want to be exposed for a period of time to bitcoin volatility or whatever other thing they're, they're trading and uh, you know tether is more convenient than than pushing money back to the bank account and then back to whatever other exchange they wanted to i think to it send is to. i mean um i don't know that's the big use right and for, for heard, all stable coins, not just Tether, right?
2: I've heard that it's picking up uh, a lot of momentum. Like sending, there's Chinese people apparently mm-hmm. using Tether to, ch- to send money back to Russia. or, or, or uh, no, Sorry, China, Chinese people in Russia sending back money to China. So there are major use cases <laughs> of using this as a remittance tool. That's uh, one of the things that I'm going to be looking into. So it's not well, only tra- it's not only traders; it's you, actually being used uh, by real people for for real usage. But but when they
0: use it, uh, are they um, um, you know overall between slippage and whatnot, uh, Are they is it costing them more or less than using Bitcoin? Uh,
2: I don't I don't I, I'm not sure that if it that it's a, like a, a cost benefit thing. I think it's more of, like you can, you know that you can buy Tether without KYC, right? Uh, right yeah so i think it's it's uh it's it's a way to wire money uh without i mean without so when people KYC. do you know I if when people
1: the, do this um that's it's like case. uh you know a remittance in the size of like a salary or is it more like 10 million dollars sending from russia to china um
2: mm. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know because about sizes, but I would right reckon things, it's, right? uh, you know, we're, we're talking yeah. about tens and thousands of dollars, yeah, ten, tens, tens of thousands of dollars, perhaps hundreds of thousands, but not like 10 million or 100 million. So they have offices in Moscow that are providing this as a service. And they say that, you know, people from China are the largest customers. Um, okay,
1: so, yeah. so that's for stable coins. And... How about for Bitcoin? So you you had I, one of the I think the first article uh, mentioned like a few uh, a few ways that people might use Bitcoin. Um, one would be to store wealth. Um, another one would be let's say to re- receive donations, maybe receive them anonymously um, over the internet. Um, another one is to buy just buy stuff, order stuff online. Another stuff would be to pay a merchant in a physical space um and then you kind of went into the different properties of privacy that you get and i'm wondering like how you see this how much of a private solution is it when someone uses bitcoin out of the box you know just downloads some wallet that someone recommended them um and what could be you know what could be improved
2: Well, I think that one of the most interesting things is going to come at the last piece where we're going to talk about how do you actually acquire Bitcoin without leaving any. I mean, because that's, that, that's, that's what I think like probably the biggest issue is just acquiring it in the first place. But in the article, we talk about you know how you can avoid getting tracked by Chainalysis. And one of the annoying things that I found is like, depending on what, what you want to do. It, it changes which tools you should be using. Like If you just want to receive Bitcoin uh, and, and store it, that's pretty easy to do. You can do that with you know, just Bitcoin Core. But if you want to be using it for like, transactions often, then you need to, to be using something like Wasabi and, and, and Tumbling. And if you want to receive uh, donations uh, at, a, at a newly generated address each time, then you got to use something like BTCP. Uh, like BTC Pay server, um, so it's it's uh, when you actually look into like how do you maintain your privacy, it gets it gets pretty complicated, I would say. And you and I when I was writing those uh, guides, like I I don't think I'm I'm not sure that people are gonna, you know, some people that have the technical proficiency they might do that, but it feels. I think it still feels now that it's difficult to put this in hands of you know human rights activists and say you know you have to find a way to get BTC pay uh, on your own like cloud hosted server. Yeah, I mean the annoying thing with privacy is just there's just so many different ways that it can fail, and if it fails at one point, then you the then you've broken uh, the whole scheme. So you really, really, really have to pay attention to everything that you do, and I don't, I don't think that I don't think that somebody that isn't good with computers. Is going to be successful at doing that. Basically, I'm starting to feel a bit like privacy at the base layer. That's something that's going to be something that only a few people can achieve. Maybe we can do it differently with Lightning. Like maybe that's that's what that's how I see it right now.
0: <laughs> so what you said about privacy reminded me of uh, uh, an issue I saw today on Twitter. Um, someone was scanning it. It's hearsay, right? So it appears someone was scanning a QR code uh, of a BAC32 address, um, supposedly uppercase, and uh, the wallet uh, misinterpreted the address as paid to public key hash and uh, possibly with uh, some values uninitialized or some calls uh, not done or the public key set to 0 or one or something like that. And, uh, you know, the guy was... Uh, what the hell, what's going on? And um it seems as the there's multiple either multiple people suffering from this or multiple wallets and multiple people. But basically there were like 69 bitcoin sent to this address. It seems unlikely someone has the private key for this address because um you know most of it is ones and ends with you know the checksum. And um and yeah, sixty nine bitcoins and uh, fifty thousand plus transactions to it.
2: Ouch. I'm not even sure
0: it's just one wallet. Maybe it's a library.
2: Ouch! But I mean, even even things like that that doesn't worry me so much. Like I was working, um, and this probably doesn't. But sound the very thing good. is,
0: you know, some people feel comfortable by sending some coins to some address, and and it works. And uh, you know, and, and and possibly that's not even the same address type that they're gonna use next time they send to someone, and and that's when it fails. And uh, you know it's your wallet, so you, you lost some money. And yeah. all I'm saying is, you know, we we need to be really careful and testing things. And
2: yeah, but it's even worse. Like with privacy, I believe it's even worse. Like I I have this awesome quote from Peter Todd that I think captures the what I want to say, uh, like very clearly. Like uh, no matter what happens, like if you lose your money, you can always get like money back. But if you lose your freedom, that's much more difficult. And and if you're trying to remain private and, and your freedom, like your, your ability, like your, your potential of not getting thrown in, in prison depends very much on you staying private. If you fuck that up, like I'm more scared now when I'm writing uh, about privacy than I was when I was doing security audits for hedge funds. I mean it's for the hedge fund it's 200 million dollars it's 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 super important and you really want to get that right you don't want to give any like you don't want to make uh, give a bad recommendation but with privacy I feel it's even more important it's it feels like it's even worse because people are really uh, when they think that they are private they are they they're doing stuff that you know they're they're not they they're not accounting for that risk but they're not going to be you know if they're using this as a privacy tool they are thinking that they are private, and they are doing things that maybe in their authoritarian regime can end them up in prison, right? Uh, so it's uh, it, for me, it's much more scary when privacy fails, and also it's so much easier for privacy to fail because I mean it's it's just it's it's so much harder with the, with the, with the security. It's the private key, right? But with with privacy, it's any type of data. It can be a cookie on your computer, your IP address, like any type of link can break your privacy, and it's over. So it's it's scarier in that way.
0: Yeah, I, I remember the debate and uh, Peter Todd's position. And it's agreeable, uh, definitely debatable. There were, there were people debating that in some circumstances, people prefer to uh, lose privacy than security. And, and I can understand that too. Um, but yeah, it, it, it makes a good sense that um, you know, some people um, would overvalue would yeah. value more privacy. Um, I, I personally agree with Peter um, <laughs> on that. And, and therefore with you, which makes me feel dirty, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I mean... Yeah, I thought, I thought that you were going to be much harder on me on this episode. You know, I've been freaking out a little bit because you and Udi, you have this awesome, like, your number one <laughs> ability in life, I would say, is making other people feel... Uh, stupid <laughs> like you have the, you, you have this uh, amazing ability to point out like this is what Udi does all day on his Twitter accounts just looking what is the weakest point in what this guy is saying and I know that the, in the conversation between the three of us I'm probably going to be you know the oh, you're, you're, you're you're, one you're, that is this more open minded this this and an open minded podcast. Tale ideas about what happening happen in the future for, uh,
1: yeah <laughs> everything yeah we you know i am actually uh, okay. i lied when i said that i installed brave i lied i'm i'm recording on brave right now
0: <laughs> i'm suspecting my microphone is not working because i said many bad things about you and you must have not heard them <laughs> yeah that's that's good okay, okay.
1: so uh, let's okay so let's make this interesting uh, because disabled. i like where this is going <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're looking for things to fight <laughs> over. So, far uh, Safari so was very boring. Okay. Yeah, Go yeah ahead. good. So, I mean, the 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 third one was, uh, was about uh, privacy shitcoins or uh, privacy cryptocurrencies. Sorry, we were an open-minded uh, podcast. So, so um, and and actually, I really enjoyed reading yep. it as well. Um, and I, I'm wondering what your thoughts are. Would you say, so let's say someone, and I know that, I mean, obviously the correct answer should be, depends on the threat model, right? But let's say the average person who's trying to protect his privacy, would you say that they're better off using one of those other coins like Monero, Zcash or Mimblewimble stuff um, than Bitcoin?
2: yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really it's a really tricky uh, uh, thing to answer. But one thing that I didn't brought up in that article that I think is very relevant is that, like, if you um, like, if we think about it practically, uh, if you for some reason like you all of a sudden you realize that hey, I need to have uh, I need to make a private transaction right now, uh, then you actually need to. In my opinion, you need to ha- you need to buy the currency now and you need to have it on your computer and you need to have already gone through that process of acquiring it and it needs yeah. to be uh, on your computer so that you can use it uh, at the time that you need it and when when you're thinking about it like that it doesn't really make sense I mean if you take something like uh, we're open-minded I don't want to name any names here because I'm know I'm going to get a lot of shit but if you take one of those shittier yeah, if you take one of those, you know, higher risk altcoins and you put it on your computer and you're and you, and you and you're thinking like, when I get in trouble, I, I'm i I'm, I'm going to use this so that I can make private transactions. You don't want like one of, one of those coins that can have collapsed to zero, like I know 96% each one. of their value or not. <laughs> so you need something that has a long-term <laughs> potential. So you can't, yeah. <laughs> don't.
0: Okay, yeah, not um, one that potentially, um, you know, had a Nishan's bug, right?
2: Yeah. Well, actually, both Zcash and Monero and Bitcoin had those, right? Um, so it's hard to pick one that doesn't have that type of bug. Um, well,
0: Bitcoin, it's visible.
2: And, yeah. Oh, and... you mean you mean like it could have happened on Zcash? And uh, don't I it, so I don't think. But I don't. Not. I mean, we can be. If we're being practical, I don't Udi think Udi that's claims. the most
1: important thing. Uh, more important is that uh, if you hold Zcash for more than ten minutes, you're guaranteed to lose money. Just zero uh, non-immediate because said? the price of Zcash always goes down. No matter what happens. If you, if you, but if, I thought that the problem was, was not it, then, so much that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's certainly an issue. But uh, I thought that... But, but what's the point? Uh, isn't the anonymity set uh, terribly small? Small, Far smaller than Monero. Yeah, and far smaller than um, Coinjoins.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's small for all of those. Monero is probably the one that you should use if you want to have practical privacy today, I would say. Um, but it's still, I mean, the, the problem with altcoins in general is that there can always come a, a, a better privacy coin. So I would say all of them are, you know, at big risk of losing a sufficient part of, the, of their uh, value compared to Bitcoin. So I would still say, like, I personally, like, if I'm a human rights activist and I need to store something on my computer for a long time, uh, I don't know when I'm going to need it then I would probably put Bitcoin on there and I would go through the laborious process of, of mixing those before spending them. That's how I would use it anyway. So that's my current stance on the thing. So I don't think that we're going to be disagreeing. T- on maybe this Lawrence... I think you picked the wrong... Uh, Lawrence, maybe topic. you can should, be the should, pro, pro uh, Zcash guy. We should discuss... Uh, for uh, the sake
1: of this discussion. <laughs> because we need some disagreeing. No, some disagreeing no, going on no.
0: Here. I cannot.
2: Oh, no, but there's That's a big, a big one. one. I mean, DeFi. That's a big That's one. Okay, That's We you. can do that. That's a big one. Oh, what's that?
0: Yeah. DeFi, it's, just the word. Is that an insult? Is that an insult?
2: DeFi? You <laughs> DeFi? Don't know, we didn't discuss the show once? yet.
0: No, I heard of it's it. I heard of it. It sounds, it sounds uh, like an yeah. insult. <laughs>
1: I mean, the last episode was two weeks ago. For good reason. Uh, and, it's Every two uh, weeks. Yeah. Oh, the, the length of the episode. So how long anyway, do you make yeah. this episode? There's a random number a... generator. Because
2: we're. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the,
1: yeah. The length. <laughs> yeah. Much. Exactly. It's a Poisson. Uh, Poisson. So on average, like it's uh, ten-minute episodes, but it can be anything. Uh, yeah, you, you can just raise your hand when you need to leave. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> No, but the the, the important thing yeah, is exactly that
0: past I don't know the first ten minutes. It doesn't really matter because no one's listening so now. Starts. You, can, so you say can say all the bad you things want. you wanted
1: to say about Brave and didn't say oh, before okay. you can say them now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but no, let's let's really like um like one of the things that I I take issue with, like I think, you know, I'm not sure if you are you know i agree that there are so many things that you can be pessimistic about when it comes to ethereum i mean you saw my sinking experiment it's a, it's a disaster and i have so many things that i could say about that and you could even go and say stuff like like what Peter Todd and all those people are saying that uh, you know Vitalik is a bad actor because he did his quantum computer scam from the start. But I mean, if you look past all that stuff, and you don't even have to think you about it like let's you. just remove. Let's think about like DeFi on a hypothetical chain that isn't has nothing to do. Okay, well, there aren't any good examples here. Uh, maybe Libra because they're gonna have a, a, a they're gonna have a, a programming language called Move. So maybe we can do DeFi there. And it's gonna be safer, I heard also. Uh, but okay, but just like if we just remove the the, the platform yeah. out of the conversation and we just talk about the concept itself, <laughs> like DeFi as a concept. Uh the centralized
0: finance, it, you could say it.
2: No, I mean it's it, and this is the thing, I don't even think that the centralization so it's just finance or decentralized yeah. matters agree on that. so much actually for yeah, I know it's so called So just DeFi. finance,
0: just no, finance. No,
2: yeah, no, no it's 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 interoper I mean it's 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 the ability for uh, somebody to permissionlessly deploy a piece of code like deploy I mean it, it's uh, I think that Alex Mizrahi had a good point he called it like collaborative computing it's just giving people the ability to write software in a uh, in a singular uh, virtual machine and allowing those programs to interact with each other that's the whole idea um, I mean, do, can you? I know that there's like vulnerabilities. Like a browser, you can
1: deploy permissionless what, what code like, on your like computer right now. I mean, and we can yeah, yeah. And then them. you
2: can do it on your computer, and then Lawrence can do lead. it on his computer. And now, if we want to make sure that our yeah, and that's and that's going to take some work. Yeah, but that's going to take some work for us to connect my application to Lauren's application. We all need to be on the same standard, right? Yeah, we all have to use the same uh, programming language. We have to. Well, we don't. We don't. We can build APIs, but then we 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 well, then we have to have compatible APIs. We need well, to make you have sure an interface which running. is nothing new. Yeah, but then right. like the Lawrence service is going to be down, and then Udi's is going to be down. Like we're not going to be on the same. Uh, we're not Train. Gonna have. have uh, the the point is that you know we, we can have uh, software in, interacting with each other, and I know that you think that you know, uh, is, I mean, some of these applications can be decentralized. Like, look at Uniswap. Uniswap is uh, decent, it's a decentralized app that is running right there, and all the centralized apps that are interacting with Uniswap right now, they can benefit from the fact that at least Uniswap is decentralized. Like, all of them doesn't have to be one hundred percent. Uh, decentralized. but if there are some of them that are and they build this important they they fulfill this uh, important economic roles in the system then everybody can leverage that and I can well, like so go in...
0: I, I see all this as uh, oh let's have smart contracts and finance great so far so good uh, but I you know I've always disagreed with the let's repeat the same operation and times uh, across uh, and you know devices that that n- never made sense to me it was always, you know, do it once and then verify it on all devices. But and have you heard about
2: the uh, Ethereum 2.0? Well, uh, Ethereum 2 do doesn't do that do anymore. Any They've they right got uh, a few computers doing the verification and then they're passing it over.
0: You, you mean the acquisition? Are you guys talking about acquisition consensus Both uh, what?
1: So, that they
2: bought in Fura, you mean that consensus? Yeah, no, there's a real nice. Ethereum 2.0. In, no, it's
1: not. No. It's You're there, being no. closed-minded, <laughs> Lawrence.
0: I thought it was faster. <laughs> I I I
1: wanna I wanna talk about Uniswap Because UniSwap is interesting, and I'm oh. I'm I'm, but, I'm gonna just quickly say for our listeners who are for some reason mostly toxic maximalists. Toxic Bitcoin maximalists, and they're not as open-minded as we are, so they don't know what Uniswap is. So I'll just say that it's a, uh, yeah. So I'll I'll just say what Uniswap is is it's it's I uh, don't it's know what Uniswap, master, Uniswap is, so um, except it's automated. Um, by the way, like most market makers, most market makers they are automated. They're run by software, but but it's automated by a smart contract, which means. Um, that yeah, they're much efficient because they can't react market. to market um, events. They they have this same formula that they always go, go by. And then some people say, okay, but they're transparent and that's a benefit. And that's true, but uh, traditional market makers can be transparent as well if they want to. It's not a problem. It's easy. Um, so I think that the thing that you're left with is that Uniswap is also uh, non-custodial, but you could have an atomic swap market maker, which is also non-custodial and just has a protocol, a standard API that publishes offers as a as a market maker, as a liquidity pool. And people could interface with that, um, and and they could have the same formula, or they could have a, a secret formula that they don't share with people, um, and they only share like the offer price that they have. Um, and I think it's pretty much almost the same as Uniswap, just without smart contracts and Ethereum. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think
2: uh, yeah, I, th- I think those points are fair. Um, like when I'm talking about Uniswap in that context, I'm not necessarily saying that Uniswap is a super efficient market maker. That's not what I'm saying. Like maybe maybe it's better if I explain this through another example. Like, so do you know like how an IPO process works in traditional finance now? Like if you want to do an IPO, do you know the steps that like, and I'm talking now about the technology stack. Do you know, like, can you go, do you think that you can go to a uh, NASDAQ stock exchange and say, Hey, I want to do a reverse dodge auction, and I want you to tweak these parameters. Not, probably uh, not in 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 the auction when 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 we do the IPO. Do you think that's possible? No, it's not possible. They're going to say, "Oh, well, that's yeah. you know, that's custom. We need to oh, so that's so we we didn't we don't have that. So you know, it's not on the menu. And so, we, you know, maybe if you pay us wise, an enormous yeah. amount of money, we can build that auction for you. In Ethereum, in yeah, in in DeFi, you just, I mean. Gnosis did it. They built a reverse Dutch auction. And that code for how to run that I think it failed spectacularly. Completely beside the point. Like the allocation that, like the distribution that they did of Gnosis wasn't a success because they had all these pools that you know just siphon. Yeah. It's not it's not the point. The point is that like, once they've done this, now you have a smart contract that can run a, a reverse Dutch, Dutch auction. Anybody in Ethereum that wants to do the same thing can just copy that code and they can, they, they can run a, a reverse Dutch auction. And then they can tweak some of the parameters and say, they can say, hey, this was the thing that went wrong the last time. So let's, um, let's just do it with these parameters instead. And now you have can a market-driven way to Can it be, can it be formally
0: out. verified? Can it be formally verified?
2: um i think that you can you can if you if you if you if you really want to you can probably find ways to to find a way to formally verify uh smart contracts on ethereum i've seen some products is there is to... there any
0: smart contract in ethereum <laughs> that is formally verified
2: no, I, yeah but now I like now you're doing i that agree with like, i'm saying let's not focus on the platform let's not focus i mean solidity is, is oh, a on the, solidity, on the solidity is a is a is a, is a, is a, is a you know, real crap fest. But there are you can build uh, smart contract languages that are uh, less flexible, uh, but still imagine it was simplicity uh, uh, Flexible enough. Don't 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 so be they, evil. So that you imagine that yeah. you know they Go embrace ahead, something
1: yeah. better. Uh, it's possible. It could be done. But the the thing I don't get is, you know, put aside the technical details. Why not just build a, a Dutch auction, a reverse Dutch auction on. Yeah, in Bash, in Python, in whatever.
0: In Bash, in Bash. And, and then
1: and an operating system source in Bash. And people okay. can change it after okay. so in the so future. So and, you know, let's just that's walk it. through You're that done. example. No? So
2: I'm running... No, but not really, though, because like when I'm running Bash on my uh, computer, I, st- I can still manipulate anything that's going on in that action uh, auction and you have no visibility into what i'm doing if i'm ru- if i'm just deploying the code just the parameters of the code anybody can verify you know that this is the code that's running on the so this is like this this is the whole issue like people are unable to separate issuer risk from from platform risk like it, the the issuer yeah. is always going to be a risk factor like you if you if you're buying something from the issuer you need to trust that issuer but the other the other the other parameters like the code that is actually running that, if you're if you're running that, I mean if you're running that on a, on a Okay, so you, may, you can platform, have a Python script that away away you run on both sides. You run on the issuer
1: side and you run on the contributor side. And they both run the script and they make sure that they both get the same result. And if the result of the contributor doesn't match the result that the issuer claims to have, then he has proof that the issuer lied. And It's okay, easier. sure.
2: I mean, really I mean, sure. Let, but now, try to do that at scale. So, is everybody in the world going to run? Is everybody is everybody going to run these Python scripts uh, on their machine? Like every issuer is going to do this exact same process? Because if one of them just chooses to do something differently, then the guy on the other end now needs to uh, update his software in order so that they can communicate with each other. What the Ethereum stream, does do is like it forces this. A unified system of doing things it allows exchanges and, and, and infrastructure to emerge around it yeah
0: so but, that but it's I think but I think it's the wrong way of uh, around doing it and uh, one example uh, I think that could help here is uh, do you remember when um, Greg Maxwell did um, um, basically he paid for a Sudoku solution uh, in a um, in, you know in, in a in a trustless way. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember. And, and uh, you know, basically, the the in order to get the payment, the the solution needed to be disclosed. And uh, and and I thought that that's like the model that uh, you know people want to do DeFi. Uh, people should use right? Like, um, yeah, so... I think you can build protocols for that.
2: Yeah but in you know I mean in order to I don't I don't remember what did he use did he use uh, any blockchain platform to do that to make that transaction I think he encoded it in solidity right no in simplicity like in, no, sorry in, no. in bitcoin script no
0: yes yes he yeah. was uh, all paid with bitcoin yeah uh, but the transaction was trustless in the sense that yeah. without the proven solution um
2: but a Bitcoin. I don't script, remember. Bitcoin script entirely. can't I... validate any type of. So, that, so what you're talking about is allowing the script to validate a zero knowledge proof, right? That's what. You, no, that's the script
0: what... doesn't need to evaluate that. But you, you basically need to force. Um, I, if I remember correctly, the Greg sent um, the 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 funds um, to uh, to to with a lot of time for himself, so that uh, you know if the guy did nothing, he could take the money out after, I don't know, whatever, time lock, say a few days. And uh, in order to spend the guy, not only had to sign, but also had to reveal um, the pre-image of a hash. And uh, the pre-image is the solution. And uh, mm-hmm. there was a zero-knowledge proof okay. proving uh, that the hash was the pre-image of the solution, of the correct solution, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Okay. It, yeah, uh, I, don't,
2: I don't remember that It amazed
0: exactly me at though. the time, and it amazes me now that I'm thinking of it. Um and I probably got uh, three quarters of it wrong, but it was trustless, and uh, you know the Bitcoin script was enough. Um, yeah, for but this. in order, don't in, order know.
2: in order for that to really work trustlessly, then you can't just do it with a prehash. I mean, you need to you need to the script needs to be the one that validates that the zero knowledge proof is correct, and that's actually another really interesting point. Like one of the reasons that I actually look at. Uh, projects that have more uh, scripting features at the base layer is that, I mean, something like zero knowledge proof is, is it's, it's an amazing thing. Like w- what you can do with it, for instance, like what, what they are doing now on Ethereum is that uh, uh, you can, you can aggregate tons of transactions and you can remove all the signatures out of, 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 of those transactions that have been made and you use a, a, a zero knowledge proof to prove that all the, Um, transactions that were made for those inputs and outputs, that their signature was correct just by validating a zero-knowledge proof on-chain. And if you have a more uh, complex, uh, a more expressive smart contract system like the EVM has, then you're actually able to validate more complex uh, uh, zero-knowledge systems on-chain. So um, what you said about like DeFi needs to... Yeah, but that stuff was... Zero was knowledge a... proofs. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you need to... Well, no, no, there. no, but
0: I, I, that stuff wasn't on chain. Like uh, um, we're not saying that, that every Bitcoin owner needs to validate zero knowledge proofs. This, this is not uh, what happened there, right? Uh, what happened was that two individual created, uh, set up a transaction or, you know, set up some Bitcoin in escrow such that... Uh, either Greg would get them back after a few days or the guy would have to provide a solution. And uh, uh, before, you know, the stuff was sent to this escrow or, you know, after this money was sent to the escrow, the, in, in, the, the guy provided zero-knowledge proof that uh, proved that, the, you know, the, the hash ah, was the okay. pre-image of the solution. Okay. So yeah, in, in yeah. this way, nothing other than, uh, you know, a check for a pre-image, um, which is a fairly simple check. It basically requires a hash and then verification of the result. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, so but you're saying that they used that... an escrow for this, like somebody had to.
0: No, by escrow I mean you know they sent the the, the, the funds uh, to an address where Greg could uh, pull out if the guy didn't come up with the solution. Okay, but um, but, but... And, and, but but the guy, in order to take the funds, had to reveal the solution. Uh,
2: but what if um, what if the guy revealed a solution and Greg said you know this doesn't I don't think that this is the right solution. It was the right solution. Could Greg refuse to give him a payment? I no. think that he could. Yeah, I think that he could. If he give him a, if he give him a, an answer. No, if
0: I if I set the funds with the unlock time such that I can only spend them after three days, you have three days to basically spend it and bury and it behind you know 144 times three uh, blocks, and at that point Greg can do nothing. But he has the solution. Okay. And the solution is recorded on the on the answer.
2: Okay, I'm obviously misremembering some, some parts of this, this experiment, but wouldn't it be even uh, greater if the on-chain yeah. uh, logic could verify the zero-knowledge proof itself? Yeah.
0: I would say no. It's uh, far more complex. It's uh, far less efficient. And, uh, you know, it's, in a way, it's even less innovative because I can do less things. If, if uh, I, I can build on top... Uh, as, as a layer is a bit different, right? You know what's... It's, uh, it's far more efficient. Only the people involved... The you know what it's like, Eric? Uh, we, we didn't
1: get to, to your uh, uh, the blog to post just about uh, Hashgraph, but, uh, y- you know, in the blog post, you, see, you basically say, if I get it correctly, you're saying basically, look, you guys at Hashgraph, you're saying you can do 10,000 transactions per second. Um, you claim to have some magic juice that enables this, but basically the reason you can do this is because... Are just less participants. There's not not as many nodes that actually check everything. And in Bitcoin, you can't do that because you want as many people as possible to be involved. So I mean, having you know, having a scripting system that could do zero knowledge proofs is not, you know, it's possible. It's not it's not some amazing feat that that can't be done. And, and Ethereum somehow figure it out. It's just a question of of are we going to enable you know requiring every participant to do this or are we going to say no we don't want every participant to do this and and so i think that saying no is the the big feature just saying we allow everything is easy that's the you know that's the easy thing to do um that's the way i see it
2: hmm okay but have you looked like are you familiar uh, at all which, with you, uh, like ethereum layer 2 solutions like what what they're doing like do you do you, do you know a little bit about how uh, zk rollups, uh, like zk roll-ups that, that, that yeah the, yeah i know what you, you mean you the zk start thing like, the stock work uh, thing maybe ethereum, like how that works um, when you combine it with i
1: know that stalker is working on solutions like that um and and probably other companies do um yeah you can with zero knowledge proofs you could you know, compress more uh, data into fewer transactions, and did...
2: yeah, you you can aggregate transactions, and you can have the at on-chain what, validate that those transactions were correct. Well, um, what
0: cost in terms of uh, CPU and and RAM and?
2: Well, it's a few. It's like, a pure efficiency gain, and you're just the thing posting, is this like, the particular, particular the thing is an efficiency gain, and you're not so if you have you know thing. if you, you add like.
0: Uh, Maybe in terms of data or, or you know bandwidth, but when it comes to um, CPU and RAM, you know, evaluating a zero knowledge proof may be expensive.
2: Yeah, but not 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 nearly as expensive as validating yeah, you can all get those signatures. You can get the, like uh, so the the, the, the you know the, not compressed. the cost per That's transaction funny.
1: becomes lower because you can get more yeah. transactions in. That's probably true, but the thing. is
2: Yeah, I mean, I I I seriously recommend looking into it, and I don't know if I'm incorrectly incorrectly describing it as a as a uh, layer two solution, the CK rollup thing. I think you could even. I guess what I'm what I'm getting at is layer one scaling solution. Of course, you could use
1: the Um, expanded uh, capabilities of Ethereum to build maybe some solutions which are more efficient, but you can also use those same tools to create very many tools that are very inefficient, which is what's happening now so if you enable the system that lets you do everything and requires everyone to to be in consensus on whatever then sure you might have someone building a nice system that that is more efficient but what's really going on is that you're wasting space on kitties on on cats so that's that's kind of where i'm getting at with this you could say, okay, we have this solution with, with the zero-knowledge proof, so let's you know just hard with this specific solution into the system instead of saying we have a generic everything.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think that Bitcoin well, has that problem as well. I mean, we have this uh, uncensurable uh, permissionless network and sure. then, you know, Few years ago, what were what were people doing? With it they were playing Satoshi dice. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's uh, we had the same problem there. Uh, but as long as it's permissionless, as, as long as anybody, like honestly, um, I don't know if I'm <laughs> if I want to keep pushing that. You know, because this whole idea, all I wanted to say was that you can do things like DeFi can do things. You get an awesome inter- interoperability system for for collaborative computing that you that you can do things with that has uh, suitable application for finance i'm not gonna say you know that ethereum is 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 better than bitcoin but, i obviously don't think that but, but um, I mean, yeah i mean let me let me not, put it this way I, I, it's not only it, bullshit applications uh, well, the, vision
0: i i understand the the idea and and the ideas um but you know when when maybe Maybe the vision, but when it comes to Ethereum, you know, the reason I'm not looking at the 2.0 stuff is because, frankly, I think they failed at the 1.0 stuff uh, so bad that, um, you know, the the, the, so the real big win there, I think, was a uh, great marketing. Um, that's it. Like, that, that's, it. Yeah. that's the only thing I, I can feel yeah. like congratulating on.
2: But but you're still now like not separating uh, Ethereum from like the concept of collaborative computing for for a finance. No program. no I
0: am I'm I'm, I'm just describing why I'm not. You see
2: like, maybe not... if you just I, separate no, Ethereum like you don't no, think about Ethereum at all. No, can you see anything no, that's... <laughs> that's nice to have or, or or are you still thinking that you know yes we should do a big reg max where, where Rudy, we do most of this stuff off chain and we use some sort of.
0: Uh, no uh, look uh, I started my my uh, like. A, uh,
2: um, Custody system to, to like a multi-sig system to to release the coins to whoever did the right calculation or whatever.
0: Some, some mechanism, yes. Uh, but I, I'm simply stating that I'm not looking at the mechanisms presented on top of uh, Ethereum. Um, other mechanisms, sure. And uh, my vision, uh, which is shared by many, I suppose, yep. is, you know, Try to validate and and not. I mean, HPLCs are smart contracts; AV, so they're pretty you know.
1: useful, but okay. they don't. Um, you know, they don't have semantics. The semantics are off-chain, but you have the HLC, which you can build a lot of th- things with. Um, I, I, I see what you mean. What you know, I, I see your point with interoperability, but interoperability is mostly a standardization of effort. Uh, I mean. I can, you know, just build a Python app or a
2: JavaScript app or whatever. Okay, I mean, uh, okay, okay, okay. So if it, now, Udi, uh, let's say can you want to R1 launch uh, a, a, a token for some reason, and let's imagine that it's a token that has a good use case. Let's imagine that you are let's say Let's imagine that you are a central bank and and people really really trust your token. Are you saying that like you wanna you, you wanna you wanna get this token into as many people to send as possible? Uh, are you really saying that you know the best way for you to distribute this token would be for like everybody else in the world now needs to download this like Python well, system that that you wanna that you wanna use in order to distribute wait, this, wait. this, this so token? Wait, so first of all, it would you really be think much like if you really think about own resources than running an Ethereum itself. node,
1: it would be easier to expect people to run my small Python script, and to expect them to download and sync an Ethereum node, right? Now, you could say, okay, but they don't have to use an Ethereum node. They can use a wallet that is backed by Infura, Okay, uh, which is true. And in that case, if that's okay, then I would agree that because Ethereum has an ecosystem of wallets and exchanges and so on, then issuing with ERC-20 makes sense because you have an ecosystem ready right now. That's true. Um, it's a very bad system. It's not efficient. But if someone else pays the price and I get to distribute yeah. my token, I don't care about, you know, other people's price. Um, yeah, and I can move it whenever I want. Well, and I don't care
0: where yeah. I issue the token. But that's ERC-20, I agree with you. It's it's uh, it's a standard As now, expected, you, know? uh, you move it, Um so,
2: yeah and you can do more things with those erc20s i mean you can you can leverage all those other you can leverage uniswap for that if you want the more automated market Google, maker and maybe it's not the best market maker but it's i mean it's free if you, Google if you don't need to speak market anybody, maker erc20 you will and find and it, it's it's uh, now it's know, GitHub open source projects uh, in
1: whatever language you want that can be a market maker for erc20 tokens it's not you know it's not magic
2: okay okay but now we're talking it, previously it's like like doing this on ethereum it's like two button presses you build you launch the token and you send you send it to uniswap now you got the whole platform and you got all these people that are uh, involved in making sure like that the uniswap program is good and that that uh, that it's doing what it's supposed to do otherwise like this whole issue of, of launching this token uh, uh coming up with the right distribution mechanism for it writing your own IPO contract for it, and but and and, and like then that. you know finding a market this, make like you have to be. This, this is, is what like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Like I, I if you if you told me yeah, to do this, like, I wouldn't do that. No. No. no, if I do it on Ethereum, that those tools are already existing there. It's the I, whole infrastructure is just sitting there waiting for me to do. You're not, uh, not your Yeah, right. look, to do it's, with it. uh, it's, it's not. It's if I have to build it, my own Python script. Then, wait, you know, wait, I, okay, listen, number listen, one, I, I need I have, to buy a to digital stop. ocean uh, hosting. And like, this you, is you, an unprofessional show. It, like, from people that ha- have experience from actually running listen. and hosting programs uh, on their own computers. Most people don't have that background. It's, it's a way to make it easier for people. It's a, it's a way to standardize it for people, to make it interoperable. That's, that's um, all true. I mean, for me, that whole concept just makes a lot of sense. I, I can't shake that idea.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you you could make you could make um, you know penny stock even easier with a web interface where you just make a form and a submission and and there off you go. Uh, I agree on the interoperability. I agree on uh, the you know ERC twenty are convenient or whatnot. But I think the the important thing it's that it you know for, for for assets is or in general for for things is where the hype was and. Uh, commercially and marketing wise i think uh,
2: yeah. yeah you're you know, still scarred once you still have
0: wounds
1: a, a i understand a, a, that a, a,
2: i i i i i know that they hurt talk. you but it doesn't change the reality let's of the situation let's talk about the reality of the now. situation like listen the whole, when you when you like issue a token a, scammer, it's a near c20 token, a, token no, it today
1: um, and, and this is what everyone does if you issue a near c20 token today mm-hmm. you go to a market maker which is a, a business it's not a Python script that you download. It's a business. You go to a market maker and you give them uh, X amount of money and you give them some tokens and they trade your token for you on a large exchange. Uh, you probably pay the exchange to, to get listed. And that's what, you, that's what everyone does. It's not new. you know. That's, that's what basically every project that issues a token does. Uniswap compared to that is tiny. Is tiny. I mean, the, the, the amount you're saying like, yeah, but you can just exchange, use Uniswap. Uniswap easier. is tiny. The The market there is tiny. Uh, the, the number of users is very small. So that's why these token issuers go to market makers who are businesses. And it's very easy. It's a, it's doing a phone call. You know, they don't have to. They, but they give you value again, in return. Again, how much something. do you but think you give, it costs they give you value in...
2: those market maker services? Like. Get... And still, and still people yeah, but use you, it. Uni- <laughs> Uniswap costs you nothing, it and costs, it yeah. gives you also value in return. And you don't even to move. You don't even need to pick up the phone. Yeah, but do you think? Do you think? Do you think that? Uh, do you think, think, think that it's, Uniswap is not today, the, that the end, thing that like these that projects that are, are looking for? Like so it's, when it's, when, it's, when a project is issuing a token, no. that's
1: not what they need. It just doesn't give them what they need. So that's why they're not using it. Um, there's a, there are very few projects who need it. Sure. I mean, sure. But, but it's, I think think it's just not, it's not even, it can can get better. uh, It's not even competing on the same level. You know, it's not because when, when, when you issue a a token, you, you need the first thing you're probably going to try to do is to get listed on an exchange, a real one with real, I don't want to say real volume, but a lot of volume. Um, And, and you're going to have to find someone who specializes in market making. And you're gonna pay them not necessarily a lot these days. It used to be a lot, but these days not necessarily a lot. Um, and they'll do the job. They they give you value. They're not just taking your money. You know, they, they they're producing value. So,
2: okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna use an analogy here because there's. It's we're we're one hour and twenty eight minutes in. I don't think that anybody is listening at this point, so I can just you know go nuts with it. But <laughs> imagine like that you're in front of a computer uh, and it's nineteen ninety three or whatever, and you're on Usenet or whatever they use these days, those days. And somebody sends you uh, you know an ASCII you know uh, ASCII porn with, with with where you see like a shape of uh, two people having sex. Like maybe you didn't think that that's going to uh replace the porn industry one day. But I mean that it's going to replace like the distribution of porn. But I mean that's what we have today with 4K VR. I mean, we're we're in the ASCII porn days of DeFi right now, and what's going to come in the future is going to be like VR. That's that's basically how I see it. I mean, you're looking at something now that's just, you know, this is it it can barely walk. It 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 barely has eyes or arms yet. It's just in the beginning, and I mean, these people that are, are excited about it. Are not saying you know uh, you can exit you can exit the traditional financial system now. It's it's something that's showing the early signs of life. Uh, that can if if it if it uh, I mean it's showing the exact uh, right characteristics of something Sorry, that could actually develop into a, yeah like the concept I, 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 I see what you mean. Yeah,
1: um, I'm just not. Yeah, well, I'm not sure that. Uh i i agree with the vision you know i agree with with this is what we want i get that i just we I, I feel like we kind of have that already we have that with with bitmex and we have that with other kind of systems that allow you know permissionless financial access to people so i'm not sure what what's added by something like uniswap and others i understand the excitement I'm just not sure what's going to be added
2: Yeah, but your issue with BitMEX is always that you know. Uh, sorry, your your issue with DeFi apps is always like that. Yeah, there's a there's a, there's a there's there's a backdoor like there's an admin key or a, or a proxy contract, an upgrade function or whatever. Uh, but obviously, not all contracts are like that. There are some. There are some smart contracts that aren't like that. But right now, the reason that most of them are centralized is because it's. Uh, it would be irresponsible to to build something that doesn't have any training wheels at this point in time, where it's so common. You know, you have multi sig, but you have multi sig contracts that just break down, and you don't have any recourse. I mean, you need to you need to to test these uh, these contracts for a long time with some increasing amount of money in them, and when they're like, okay, we've been doing this for such a long uh, time now that we can. Now it's perhaps time to take off the wheels, but uh, I don't think that it would be wise for them to just throw the I mean, it's something that we can criticize, right? We can look at it now and say it's all centralized, but if you just let that thing carry on and, and get better and improve, at one point in time they're going to be able to take off the 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 ad, take out the admin key and the upgradable contract thing and even for the, the, the makerdao uh, oracle system they're going to be able to use a decentralized mechanism to come to 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 agree what the price of eth versus the dollar is and when you have that when you have all those components falling into place what you're left with is not at all something like bitmex it's a it's 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 way better it's it's I'd love actually those I love that. Of I love centralization that. Centralization that you'd want in that type of application.
0: Well, liquidity well, goes with scale. He's saying and it's yet to be seen scale. If, uh, assume scale that to scale. Any scale can be achieved.
1: Oracles aren't needed. Um, and I, I would love that. I really would love that. I'm, I, I would be I'll happy assume... to use such a product. But I'm pessimistic. That's all I'm saying. Yeah,
0: we're a bit far away, I think.
2: Okay, that's, that's perfectly fine. I think, you know, that's in that case, agree. we probably agree with each other. We just have uh, different. We also have, of, of, we no, also have, we'll have the same the time, time frame, but you just like what, yeah. you
1: were born later. Yeah.
2: I think that you're <laughs> prioritizing uh, uh, being right because on Twitter I'm, I'm, in the next I, three years. I'm prior, prioritizing, you know. I just, I'm, you I'm from, just so old. Uh, I have a lower lower time preference. That's because I'm the <laughs> real Bitcoiner. <laughs>
0: um, have you ever been involved with Bcash? Yeah.
2: Lawrence discovered uh, what? <laughs> what? Have
0: you ever been involved with Bcash?
2: Um, hmm.
0: What? In, in any capacity.
2: <laughs> okay, so you now you're tra- now you're, you're 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 realizing that you're losing the 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 fight, so you have to take uh, uh, punches below the belt. <laughs>
0: Come on, you said you're the real Bitcoiner, and uh, uh, you know, that's
2: you know, I can say something about Bcash if you want me to say something that's gonna get me shit no, no, let's not say
0: anything, let's not say anything about Bcash, but you you called it you have to to be open to the idea
1: that some people are more Uh, open minded than you are.
0: That thing, no,
1: (laughs) you have to, to. otherwise, Otherwise, you will just have interviews with yourself. That's you, so meta. you have to. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: yeah, and we don't want to do that again. So, Eric, please. Uh, yeah, I was also the only viewer.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I have some B cash. I actually I I've increased my amount of B cash in the last year because I sold my. I sold all my BSV tokens when you could get uh, uh, you could get equal amount of B bit, bit cash from from selling your BSV on the on the futures market. So I did that. What about
0: privacy? Was that good for you, like selling my BSV? Hundreds? No, yeah.
2: no, no. It wasn't, you know. And mm. uh, probably not you know, talking about it on this episode yeah. is not good for my privacy either. But
0: we can cut it off if you want but you have to pay
2: <laughs> no no i mean i think you know if i if i can say one thing one good thing about b- uh, bitcoin cash like i you know i am here from in the in, in in stockholm right now i know all the people uh, in the bitcoin community almost all the people and i know that uh, there are people that uh, that are b cashers now many of them have a longer like hist- they are longer time bitcoiners than, than like ninety percent of, of 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 the people that are you know hardcore Bitcoin maximalists today like the beat cashers, many of them are like original bitcoiners uh, because and and some of them really thought you know what the reason that they got into this was you know cheap transactions and i and I disagree with them, but the reason that I am still able to give uh, bitcoin cash. A shred of legitimacy where most Bitcoiners, Bitcoiners do not is because the community. I mean, those people they really think that you know, Bitcoin Cash is Bitcoin to them. They're not lying when they're saying that. They really believe that uh, that they ha- that the protocol has been uh, taken into something that doesn't preserve the original values and the way that i think you know that the governance the governance mechanism of bitcoin should work is that when you're running in your fu- your full node and somebody makes a, makes a, you know tries to take take the development of the project in a distance that you you know in a direction that you disagree with then you can just enforce the rules that you think is bitcoin to you that's a fully legitimate way to do bitcoin governance and i respect those people for doing that and uh, i mean uh, oh yeah
0: yeah i completely support uh... Uh, you know them uh forking off the what I didn't really support was the uh, the the name thing and the clash and some people taking advantage of that um but you know I'm very happy to hear that they you know you're not saying this because they threaten you but because you really believe that um
2: yeah yeah i mean and I... I know
0: at least one person like that too i think
2: and I mean it's um I think if your if your uh, y- your direction in cryptocurrency is uh, that you're 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 building something where you're making it difficult for people to to validate the system, but you're making transactions cheaper, then you're missing the point. So that's why I'm you know not big supporter of Bitcoin Cash, but I mean it's uh, the high fees did scare some people off. Like if you're looking at how mainstream people are looking at the project, like there are, there are a lot of people that think that uh one hundred dollars fees on the main chain should be celebrated, and I mean that 's fine and those people that think that we have completely you know they have their explanations for why this is a good thing they see the bitcoin as the settlement layer and i I can completely respect and understand this idea and i'm not saying that it's it's a it's a it's a bad idea, but if you look at what the mainstream people are gonna they're not going to. They're not going to use the system at all. And you re, when you start to to, to to talk about Bitcoin in that way, and you don't have a, a easy to use functional second layer that, that doesn't have those issues, then I mean, you're gonna make Bitcoin difficult. You're gonna a, alienate the main mainstream from Bitcoin. Digital key so I completely understand. Alienating you know, uh, some people are not a lot of mainstream
1: people for that idea. But you I don't know. think we're going to. But, but get then there's an interesting private keys Anytime soon. No, I mean, I mean we, we there no, are but, a lot of things that the mainstream okay, will find problematic huge, uh, with Bitcoin. One of them healthy. is that uh, the, to, uh, the, the first layer is very limited. And another is that you need to manage keys. And another is that Bitcoin aren't, you know, Bitcoins aren't dollars. There are a ton of things that, that the mainstream will find difficult to handle. But, you know, that's what Bitcoin is.
0: Right. I, I was, I was going to say, um, you know, there's m- multiple coins with a higher rate of transaction or, you know, blocks or bigger blocks or whatever than uh, Bitcoin Cash. And, uh, you know, Litecoin is one in a way, and there's a, it certainly has a higher rate than uh, Bitcoin, right? Um, and bigger blocks, too. I'm not sure. I don't know Litecoin. About, yeah, it's, but... f-
2: it's four times the block size. and. And more often no uh, right. I mean it's it's just the blocks are are four times as fast, but it, it equates to a, to a, to a four times increase in block space over time
1: yeah
0: right, right, so same size but four times uh, more often
2: yeah
0: right um, I didn't see many of them f- uh, flocking to um, Litecoin, although I do th- think that some of them maybe were already supporters. Um, in a way or another or multi coiners if that's still a word
2: yeah i mean i, yeah, I guess you could have um, but imagine that you are that original bitcoiner and you have been using bitcoin for something like seven years and you really believe in it i think it's a uh, they're those people that they're not ready to like accept defeat right they want to use they don't i mean lightning has a, a litecoin uh, i mean the problem for them is that they don't have um, I mean, they they have Bitcoin, right, and they still want to make their version of Bitcoin become successful. So, I mean, yeah, but the
0: world changes, and uh, you know, the internet changed a lot since uh, I've used it the first time. Uh, when when I started, it was uh, relatively easy to run your own uh, uh, mail server, and uh, I w- I would argue easier than now. Um,
2: yeah, and, you know. Uh, yeah. Honestly I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm telling it to my Bitcoin cash friend all the time that he should just use EOS. I mean, just use EOS instead. It's uh it's it's better for him when he's talking about like the way that he like he's okay with like something like 20 big nodes running like he thinks that that's decentralized enough in order for the protocol rules doesn't won't change, you know, arbitrarily under your feet. He thinks it's enough and you know in this case but but he could just but use, also up to
0: use. certain amount, um, like uh, every every month, I I have my own uh, consultancy, um, individual company because I'm in Europe and whatnot, and uh, and yeah, I have uh, sometimes I, I use for lunch um, voucher tickers, like I I buy some per, per month and then I use them uh, uh, for my work lunch, and um, you know it's more efficient than whatnot. But I, it's not like I put in in it like uh, you know ten thousand or fifty thousand uh, dollars or whatever. Um, you know, I have uh, maybe a couple of hundred euros worth at any point in time, and and that I'm happy to risk with something you know fairly centralized if it's uh, either more convenient or it gives me more discounts or it gives me um, you know some benefit of some kind and. You know, it's more or less the same reason people do, um, you know, not just Fidelity card, but but even um, you know, credit cards branded by uh, third parties, right?
1: Yeah,
0: like oh. your airline or whatever.
2: You know, I I had this discussion with uh, Roger Veer the other day. I was um, he came. There was a Bitcoin Cash meetup here in Stockholm, and for some reason, I have no idea, but they asked me to be the moderator uh, so on the it. panel for, so it was, it so was, he converted and you. it was Stefan Rust and Roger Veer. And so Steph, huh? No, no, no. But this is the, the most interesting thing that I happened that happened during that panel that I was moderating is, I asked uh, Roger Veer, what his uh, opinion about the Libra is um and in the beginning it was saying you know uh, you know it's it, we don't know if it's going if it's going to launch and because my opinion is that you know something if you want yeah. just you know transactions that are cheap for uh, people all over the world and you know high tps why not use the libra right you don't get the volatility issues that is the primary reason why nobody's going to use bitcoin cash um and and uh, well perhaps not the primary Oh, reason. I like I <laughs> like, the like how you, I like I like
0: how you switch to bitcoin cash rather than b cash. <laughs> yeah. When <laughs> when 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 mentioning Roger.
2: Yeah. Uh you know he gave me he fired me when I when I because I said the word. Well, perhaps not Roger but the bitcoin.com team. I was a writer <laughs> for them uh, a few years ago and and I wrote Bcash b cash on my twitter and they canceled me. They they fired me. But anyway, what what he, what he said was that uh uh, if Libra would launch and be, you know, su- uh, successful, and you can do transactions with it, he said that then he's fine with it. You know, that's good for the world. You know, then people should. St- he doesn't care which cryptocurrency becomes becomes Wait, successful, say, unless you know, babies as long are dying? As fewer no. babies are dying. Yes, that's his. Uh, oh, okay, okay. uh That's his way of thinking. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, no, that's my just, just, just that's just my translation. He didn't. <laughs> he could totally have done that, but he didn't. But yeah, I mean, um, I think it's, to me that's a. Sh- I, I suppose he hasn't. I don't know if he's aware about like the horrible privacy char- characteristics of of Libra, and is probably not thinking about it in terms of you know how much data Facebook is going to be able to siphon. Out of the people that are using the Calibra app and all those other issues that I talked about, the world government and all that. But I mean, he's he's okay with it. He thinks that you know, Libra is 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 if if that ends up being the thing that people use instead of Bitcoin Cash. Okay, I I I, totally fine with it. Yeah, I I agree with with Roger Ver and everything.
1: I'm basically, I'm basically Roger Ver. I'm like a clone. Well, you should ask our our one it's and a half funny. listener if it's funny or not. I think you, you don't get this, right editing. Yeah. At,
0: at this time, yeah. at this time, there's only well, you. I, I, you know, I uh, hope, teaching. The I hope future be as giving as yeah, editing. That's it. Even I, even <laughs> I stopped uh, listening. You know, after the second or first.
1: <laughs> no, no, we, we're, no, it looks, good.
0: if it's, right. you know, it's right. not deleted from the internet in 20 that's years. That's
2: something we could do. We'll put it on the BSV blockchain, right? Just put it on the BSV blockchain. And that's, I mean, I, that was one of the, 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 possibly one of the dumbest things that Vitalik has said in a long time was that in order to say solve the data availability problem of layer twos, then Ethereum could use Bitcoin cash like as a place to store the data that you need it, in order for like layer two man. solutions to work on Ethereum. And, like, it was well, maybe, maybe
0: he was sarcastic. Come on. No, 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 no. He,
2: he was not. He was not sarcastic. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no he, he, he was serious. He was serious. Um, and I thought about it for a while and then I said, you know. You know that one Bitcoin <laughs> pool can really—it's
1: possible to do, look the Bitcoin cool. He's, he's wrong, wrong about, about that, but everything, everything else. He's but liked. you're only right about agreeing to be a host on the show. So you can accept the, the the that someone can be wrong on some things and right about some things because it's it's that's not part of who you are. Yeah, especially your nature. I mean, I'm never wrong, but I'm always it's right. Human you know nature. I'm Always right. Yeah, I asked Lawrence.
2: Yeah, yeah, it says that, in your Twitter name. Yeah. But you, exactly. have, you have been, been right about a, a few of things. things recently. Actually, <laughs> Udi, I have to applaud you for that. It's
1: uh, this is great. I'm gonna, <laughs> did you, home this home needs home. to be on my uh, tombstone <laughs> when I when I die soon. Udi was right about a few things <laughs> in twenty nineteen. This is great. Lawrence what would you, what was what were you right about recently <laughs> give me no. like one example of something you were right about there's nothing he can't come up with anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's hard it's hard being right is yeah hard. it's very hard <laughs> it's not something yeah <laughs> it's it's not easy it's not easy it's no, a full time job.
2: <laughs> well, I'm I'm too scared actually to call out Lawrence on the things that he says that are incorrect because you know what he told me when I was in uh, when I was at the, when oh, I met no. Lawrence in real life, you know what he said to me? He said that uh, he he said like uh, Eric, you're probably you know some <laughs> uh, like top two hundred influencer. You know where I am? I'm like top 100. This sounds I can destroy you. Like, if I wanted no. to, I could obliterate you, you know? I could destroy this... your reputation so easily, so you better watch <laughs> what you say. And I'm like, whoa. Come on. And you know what, Lawrence? You, you weren't even right about that. You know, go to Hive.1 and look at the rankings. <laughs> yeah, No, I think... but you
0: increased the scenes. You, you I, I was higher... I was high before. Oh, okay. And then, and then you improved, and, and now I'm, uh, you know, I can't really touch you anymore.
1: <laughs> we're we're <very laughs> not, not that I ever <laughs> wanted to really.
2: Lawrence, don't destroy anyone. I know it's kind enough to come me. on the show. Please, please don't, too, don't please don't destroy please. me, Lawrence.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, no, I. <laughs> I mean, come on. When when yeah. I accepted, it, it's because I mean, uh, you know I approve.
1: Yeah. I have an uncle okay. that has. B-cash. So I mean, I'm in the family so, now.
2: Yeah. I'm okay. It's okay. You can be on the family. All right.
1: Well, one episode. No, I don't. Uh, I don't. You know. You know that everyone I know that that in real life it's not a lot of people. Okay. But it's very few people. Just generally, they're knowing that I know in real life. But everyone, an uncle. Okay, so everyone I know in real life who who was a Bcash Cash fan, uh, turned into a BSV fan. Everyone. Every single one. It's not a lot. It's it's like a handful of people. Really? Oh. oh. So don't how you come want me to how kill them? I mean, they exist. How come you kept in touch uh, since the uh, first transition? From time to time I see them, we interact. I, I don't know close I my said eyes keep and, in and touch away, You know? Uh, uh, and I'm open-minded, uh, Lawrence. We said this is an open-minded podcast and I thought we were both open-minded hosts, but apparently I'm the only open-minded guy we, here.
0: Um, yeah, but I started, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to think you're, you're going to the wrong uh, Bitcoin meetups. Like, I don't know, Bitcoin private, Bitcoin but, cash.
2: Are the there all lot of people no, so in, in Israel? Just a handful of people. Um, handful, but bitcoin sv like there are you meet those people
1: yeah that's also handful <laughs> yeah but you said yeah, you said it's you not the ones that, that, I, that, were that i know who were no. into either of those two but so that's very that's anecdotal all. right wow. because it's just not a lot of people but that's that's what it is is it
2: You know, I'm I'm really happy about this BSV thing because that has probably been one of the most uh, educational, or you know, something that I learned a lot from. But seeing that, I mean, it's it's just, it's just so crazy to me. Like, I, it's it's watching like if you ever wondered like how did so many people in like the Middle East become like join the Taliban? Like, what is it about people that you know? How can people en masse become so crazy? All of them together, and now you know. And I, I, I never understood like how the minds of people work before, but when I'm watching these BSV people argue, you see that you know there's there's really no uh, they really don't have a sense of like direction in their brain, and uh, it's 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 like a virus that spreads, and it doesn't matter how you know how much of a disaster the leader is, it's just this you know it's it's completely crazy to witness but i'm actually happy about it now because it makes me understand but you be, how but, but these but movements you, and how cults uh yeah. like actually it's just work. a few bots I, I you, you call it you
0: cult and movement but movement. is it i don't know is it a, a? yeah i mean
1: it could be fake accounts uh, it could be that a lot of let's think
0: fake. about motives and, and incentives just- here no um
2: No no, I've heard like a, I heard a lot of them that are I you know, I I don't know one yeah I, firsthand, I but people. I heard I from other people those, that yeah, oh no, I mean, my friend he became a, more he's a total BSV or now it's like than, oh, wow. I mean
1: by far more ripple people than BSV people, that's for sure. That's also true. More,
0: I, I I know more Bitcoiners than than big big Casher or BSV You know people that know Bitcoin since two thousand <laughs> and something because of that's, uh, probably that's great. Me. You, you you've done I'm a lot of service so to much. this
1: community, Lawrence, by making so many people <laughs> hate us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. <laughs> I can't tell. I. I can tell for sure that some people exist who are real people who are BSV fans. That's that's something that I know as a fact. It's more than zero. That's for sure.
2: In Australia, yeah. there's a bunch of them. Apparently, I mean, they, uh, Craig Wright is really popular in Australia. That's what I heard. I heard it from an Australian fund manager that you know. I'll, wow. Well, I'll, like almost the majority of, of Bitcoin community is is BSV fans in Australia.
1: Good yeah. thing I'm not Australian. It's crazy. I wonder if if so, like there's a, a a Swedish Udi. Yeah. There's also an Australian Udi. <laughs> I, hmm.
0: Is it good um, that Craig Wright does what he does? As in for Bitcoin, like, is it good that the first, uh, you know, big case of uh, uh, someone, you know, uh, alleging that they are Satoshi Nakamoto is uh, such a terrible, terrible.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I have a whole article on that topic. Like I've, I've, I've uh, kept track of everything that's, well, not everything, but for, for uh, several years, like what. When did Craig Wright enter the community? What did he do? And what was the sequence of events leading before that and, and after that? And if you look at the timing of the things and if you think about it as somebody that's really paranoid that, that the protocol is, is, is getting destroyed by big blockers. And then you see Craig Wright, like the first, what's the first thing that he does? The first thing that he does when he comes into the community is making sure that Gavin Andreessen loses all influence over Bitcoin. Like, that's his number one thing that he does. Um, and, and, and if you, like, follow the breadcrumbs and you just look at it, like, what, what is he actually, what is his contributions to the Bitcoin space? Yeah. It's, uh, like, he, he literally performed, like, a divide and conquer uh, attack on Bitcoin Cash. He went in there, he got 50, when he had around 50% of them supporting him, he just went insane and, uh, and, you know, just escalated the, the language that he was using. And and now those two groups are uh, like can't get merged back together anymore. So he, it's a it's a perfect merge uh, like uh, uh, divide and conquer attack that he performed. Uh, so if you think about it from that lens, I mean, if he's Satoshi, Nakamoto, he's a genius. I, I mean, he could, he could be. Genius. I think you yeah, know, maybe he's he is a Satoshi spy, Nakamoto, right? though, but that he's just sure trying to defend his holdings. Uh, that's probably true. right from bit, right? big Lawrence, blockers. Agree? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Let us know that that would be. A, a, that would be a good reason for people to come back for the next episode for this big reveal.
0: It's above my it's above right? my pay grade, I think. I uh,
1: I I I I I think it makes a lot of sense that it's a Blockstream oh. spy. That's where the hat came from, the Blockstream spy hat, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why are you changing so quickly the conversation? I mean. We, uh, it was interesting. Eric was saying that uh, you know logic. it's very good timing, and it's... he's doing he's basically destroying. You're changing it. Um, I, I said big, I said it is a blockchain. You You're changing the said Big blockers or big cashers or BSV. That's, really, destroying that's all very very
1: convenient, Lawrence. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but that that, that okay, yeah. that's
0: something we're gonna find out in the next episode. We already we already agreed. So now we go back to the the meat. Which is, you know, it's it's all a big conspiracy. He's basically second foundation in terms of Asimov. He's not the mule, or is he the mule? Maybe or is he pre-programmed to make Bitcoin stronger?
2: Hey, there was one other thing that I before we round this up. There was one other thing that I was thinking about. You you you've heard about the the INX token that this guy in Lop and uh, by the way. Samsung yep. Mo and all those guys are behind yep. like launching a token on Ethereum and so it's an Israeli company huh you know i think I, I think i've i think i've debunked a little bit about this whole story so like when a company is in the process of doing an ipo um you can't really say that much right so this is why i think that the they are not out there defend like they can't really say what their real thoughts are about like launching it on Ethereum right now because they're on under some type of uh, uh, embargo or, or they've they've signed some contract which which precludes them from saying anything. But probably, I mean, this is just some token, right? It's it can launch on any chain, and if they got Samson there as an advisor, and you know. Don't you think it's possible? What that if token uh, it's going to launch only on launch Ethereum, Ethereum on, but on, on they uh,
1: invested in it in order to influence from the inside and make it fail and collapse, and the entire network will mm-hmm. die? Maybe that's the plan. Oh yeah, they're gonna. They're
2: gonna. Um, uh, invest some money in like ethereum mining hardware and then they're going to rework the chain and somebody's going to lose Maybe. a bunch of inx tokens or like, oh this crap is w- yeah, unusable whatever. that's why we're using liquid it's, now. i think it's and very that's... likely yeah yeah uh
1: i don't think <laughs> that that's that's what people do they infiltrate other chains like Craig right and they destroy it from the inside uh and and the plebs are just too blind to see Yeah,
0: yeah, Vitalik is a a block streamer as well.
2: Well, it's going to be super interesting, like if they, because you know, for sure they're going to have a dual token system, like just like Tether, like everybody that is launching a token these days, they have some of it that are launching on on, on multiple platforms. For sure, if Samson is there, it's going to launch also on Liquid. There is no way that he's going to accept uh, launching it only on Ethereum. If it can't be like some of it can't also launch on liquid and that's going to be interesting because then we're going to have tokens on INX and we're going to have tokens on uh, uh, Sorry, INX tokens on Ethereum and liquid at the same time and you know how uh, You know what people are going to be able to do with the INX token on on Ethereum versus what they're going to be able to do uh, with it on liquid I mean he's I think you know, it's going to be pretty clear in terms of usability, like, what you can actually do. Uh, um, he's going to get so much, but like, uh, he, the people are going to be like, oh, can you do gonna this on Liquid, liquid Samson? Um, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's going to be really, really fun to see. But I,
1: I mean, the, the Ethereum people don't know how to troll. They're very bad at it. Yeah, he's going to get, get trolled you know
2: as it. hell. I think Samson is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I think you, you, you're you giving them way too much credit here.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, I know this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really terrible person oh, yeah. yeah. Who who who's is, who is your favorite Ethereum? I yeah, I'm favorite I don't want to himself Ethereum, Ethereum. himself because now he's uh, <laughs> yeah, very he's really overrated. Uh, uh, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well there was there was one guy that was so good. That he decided, you know, Ethereum is not the right way. And, oh, he's uh, a great guy. He founded something else. He's a great guy. something uh, else, and then he's a great. He kind of reminds Cardano, me of our uh,
1: billionaire sponsor. Um,
0: um, no yes. reason, just reminds um, yes. me of him.
1: Uh, no, <laughs> the,
0: the anonymous one.
1: Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and founding Cardano. Well, same uh, style. yeah. So, you know, the, the anyways, uh, yeah, jackets, I, I, I think. The... There's definitely going to be a lot of trolling. That's for sure in all regards, in all topics. I think we can we can end with that. That trolling is the future of it. Um, and uh, thank you for coming. Um, right. We're gonna we okay. if you if you want to say like well, any last words to people who will never hear this, then this is the time. Yeah. Uh, it was a pleasure. <laughs> you know, any any. Any curse words that that you you never felt, you know, that it's okay to Uh, say, and now is the time to say them? I don't know. Um. Yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Everything. um, Maybe maybe some... I don't know when you're going to release this episode, but if some people are going to be at the... In two weeks. In two weeks. Okay. I don't know. It would... Yeah, I don't know. I, it would be cool to uh, if somebody listened to this episode to you know just come and say hi if you see me at the Lightning Conference. It's uh, I've been going around at the bit at, at a couple of Bitcoin conferences recently and uh, having a really good time actually meeting on the people and and you know yeah. So the, yeah. just don't be afraid to come and, up and, and say I hope hi. If you none of
1: us is you know, that's that's all I would drunk say. and hitting each other. Yeah,
2: that's true. We're gonna meet for the first time.
1: <laughs> hmm. No, it's um.
0: I'm not coming, so none of that yeah, for sure.
1: I don't know. For sure. Yeah, well I look forward I to
2: that anyway, Udi. Looking forward to it. It'll be it'll be nice to finally meet. Right. Yeah, okay, great. So I'm I'm looking forward to your presentation to in now,
1: Lightning Conference smaller. and everyone Things listening should come. Right I'm also now. looking forward to the fourth part um in your blog post series and we'll have a link those yeah, the stablecoin. Um, and yeah that's it so really thank you for coming and, and the Lawrence M1. will get back yep. to us on the next episode about the spying thing uh, so it's going to be interesting and yeah that's it so thank you